0: Alright, alright, it's draft time margin. Are are you ready to make the call for our pick? I
1: don't know, man. I'm, I'm kinda are, are we really sure about this? Bro, I'm telling you, this kid, he's he's you can't beat him. He's he's too good. You know, on tape, he he's had some missteps though. Listen, everyone's got their missteps, but you can't ignore the raw talent here.
0: He's worth this pick.
1: That's true. Let's make the
0: call. Alright, let's do it.
1: You know, Kid, we're, we're we're really happy to have you join the squad. We want you to be a part of our team here at On the Turf. Uh,
2: thank you so much, coach. I, I, I won't let you down, I promise.
1: You know, Shree, you know, you, we've we've seen you've had some missteps, you know, on tape, off the turf, on the turf, but we we want to make you part of our team. You know, we've interviewed lots of candidates. Um and you know, I guess it seems like we're settling and you know, maybe we are. We've discussed that. Maybe you are just us settling for the worst. But we're fully ready to take that leap with you, Shree.
2: Coach, you give me this opportunity, I will school all of those SEC douchebags.
0: Prove to you how I. Right, Shree, That that's the attitude we're looking for, buddy. You know, we really want that on the team. You know, you might not be the strongest, you might not be the best, but you got that heart, and that's what we're looking yeah, for. Yeah, you might
1: not even be the, you know, you might not even be the optimal candidate for us. You but... might not even be good, but yeah. you know what? You
0: got heart, and that's what really matters. Yeah.
2: And that's what they said about Brady,
0: so. All right, let's call it in now. Let's call it. The first overall pick in the NFL podcast draft on the turf selects Srivasta
1: Balankanda. He says no, no. And you know what? You know, we, I wonder why we're one number. We're first in the draft. Doesn't that usually mean you're the worst podcast? been on the turf and i gotta say it's good to be back on the turf with you guys it's been more than a month since me arjun orion Rohan patel and Shri Khanda. you know it's, it's been more than a month since we've been we've been back together so it's it's good to be back um you know we got a very interesting week ahead of us the nfl draft is thursday it feels like you know it was just yesterday that the super bowl ended um but now we're here at the draft and lots of teams futures could be changed next thursday uh at the beginning in the first round of the NFL draft. So let's just dive right into it, guys. Um, You know, Shree, you're back. You know, we've had some candidates come in to replace you, but we're we're glad you're here. Um, You know, you were selected for a reason. So let's talk about another number one overall pick or potential number one overall pick. Aiden Hutchinson, the Michigan defensive end edge player. Do we think he's going number one overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars? I personally think it's locked in at this point. I don't think anything's going to stop it. I think the Jaguars made some offensive line moves of free agency, so I think it's pretty clear they're going to go edge here.
0: Yeah, I got to agree with you there. I think Aiden Hutchinson is definitely the most NFL-ready player in this draft, I'd argue, and especially at uh, defensive end, which is one of the most valuable positions right now. I think that it's pretty clear. You can make the argument for Trayvon Walker or Kayvon Thibodeau, which we'll talk about later, but at the end of the day, Hutchinson is just too good and too safe of a product to pass
1: up. Do do we think there's any chance the Jaguars could trade this pick or do we think they're going all in on, on number one? I think they gotta go
2: all in on Aiden Hutchinson. He has just so much potential. I don't know who they would trade with. I don't know who's gonna give up that much to go up to the number one spot. I think it's locked in. I think Aiden Hutchinson's got it.
1: Yeah, and I think this is a really interesting draft because let's just dive into all the key position groups, you know? Because there's this draft, unlike last draft, it was very offensive quarterback wide receiver heavy. This draft, it's very unique. It's very, you know, defensive-heavy. Our quarterbacks, were most of the quarterbacks, no one's really sure about them. Um, but the best two players, other than Aidan Hutchinson, in this draft are Trevon Walker and Kayvon Thibodeau, a lot of people say. Um, Kayvon Thibodeau has been at the top of this draft list for basically since he came into college, you know. he's He's been a great player at Oregon, playing the edge position. But recently, because of some character concerns with Kayvon Thibodeau, Trevon Walker has really become the second-highest-rated player in the draft and the second-highest-rated edge player in the draft, certainly. So what do you guys think? Do you think Travon Walker at two is a lock for the Lions, or do we think Kayvon Thibodeau has a chance to kind of take him over and reclaim his place at the top of the draft?
0: Well, personally, I think that this pick should be Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, in my opinion, his his physical capabilities are outstanding. He has such a high ceiling, and he has relatively good production show for that in college. Meanwhile, Trayvon Walker, yeah, he wowed at the Combine, but let's not forget. At the beginning of this process, he was a mid to late round, first round pick, and you're you're calling the second overall pick in the NFL draft. I just don't buy it. I think it might happen because of how much teams buy into the combine, but I think this pick has to be Thibodeau or it has to be someone else like a like an offensive lineman.
2: Hey, this might be a reach here, but I could honestly see the lines going for a quarterback too, like Malik Willis, someone like that. You know, they, I feel like Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, they're both like locked to go into like the top ten. Wow. Top 10 for both. Yeah, I could see it both, of that, both of those happening. And the Lions still have that pick from the Rams at number 32. They might have some potential still left in there in the first round. I think the Lions go for that defensive line position at that point.
1: Yeah, I, here's the thing. I think the defensive line talent, it really drops off after you get to Trevon Walker, Kayvon Thibodeau, and then you got Jermaine Johnson, George Kurlaftis, those kinds of players. But once you get to the second round, the talent in the draft for Edge really drops off. For quarterback, I don't know if you can say the same. I don't know if the difference between Sam Howell and Malik Willis, for example, is the same difference between, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau and some play, defensive edge players. Right, in the, the teams defense. will always val- overvalue quarterbacks. That's true, but edge is also probably the second most valuable position, maybe next to offensive tackle. That is true. But let's get into the offensive tackles, you know. That's a really important position, and we've kind of seen these three players, Ika McQuandu, Evan Neal, and Charles Cross, at the offensive tackle position, consistently in the top three. Evan Neal, as recently as the before free agency, was mocked at number one, but now it seems Ike McQuanu has really overtaken him as you know the, the top offensive line talent in this draft. Um, obviously, we have lots of teams in need of offensive line talent, the Jets, the Giants, the Panthers, you can make an argument for, the Seahawks, those are all in the top ten. Four teams out of the top ten. Do we think three of these players will go to four of those teams? I mean,
2: yeah,
0: I think all three of these players hopefully will, and they should be gone in the top ten. You know, I think that between the Lions and Texans, at least one of those teams will pick an offensive lineman. At least they hope they will. Um, I could see the Jets taking one, although I think they'd be better off picking a leftover edge player or maybe another uh, another defensive player. Uh, the Giants are, I'll, I'll bet all my money that the Giants are taking a, an offensive lineman. I don't think that they do anything else. And then you look towards the back end, you have the Panthers, the Falcons. I think these are some teams that also, they sh- again, they should be looking towards offensive linemen, especially when this is such a deep offensive tackle class. Whether they do it or not is remains to be seen. But yeah, I do think that all three of these players are going in the top ten. The order completely up for grabs though.
2: Yeah, I gotta agree there. I think Ikemekwunnu is going to go uh, go going to be the first offensive tackle. But other than that, I don't know what happens. I think the Giants are definitely going to go for one. I could see the Jets going for one as well. But I could also see the Jets or some other team go for and prioritize a quarterback, for example, like Sauce Gardner. He's been going up there. And the defensive talent in this draft, it's been crazy. you got Sauce Gardner, you got Derek Stingley, you got Trent McDuffie,
1: you even got Kyle Hamilton as well. Where do you guys think they're going? So I think Sauce Gardner, so I think the Jets really decide kind of where these players fall. Because the Jets at four, the top three, the Jaguars, Lions, and Texans. I could see the Texans possibly going offensive line, but I think those top three could just be Aiden Hutchinson, Travon Walker, Kayvon Thibodeau, and then you got all the offensive tackles and corners left. So that's why I think the Jets really have a big decision to make. The Jets could double dip. You know, they they could kind of get, you could, they could get Sauce Gardner at four, and then get one of the tackles at ten um, coming up. Um, the same kind of goes to the Giants. They can also have some leeway because they have two picks in the top ten. But I think the Jets honestly are. I think they'll take Eku I think. There's been some concerns with Makai Becton at left tackle and Ike McQuann who can kind of play both sides uh, of the offensive line. So I think that they'll take that player, they, uh, uh, Joe – what's his name? Who's the uh, – Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas, the New York Jets general manager, has shown a real kind of liking to take offensive line high. He traded up for Elijah Tucker last year, and I think they're going to go for that again. They want to build the trenches and make the Jets a playoff team again.
0: Yeah, I think that the – the Jets will take either an offensive lineman if all three edges are off the board. If there's an edge left, I think they have to go for the edge because they're just, those players are really talented. Um, like I said, the Giants will take the best remaining offensive lineman, whoever they view that as. And then I think that the Giants have, are in the position to be the biggest winners of this draft because they can get a top offense tackle and they can go to the other side of the ball and get a lockdown corner in Sauce Gardner. I think that's their ideal draft, and that's very, very, very feasible for them. After that, you got, like, Derek Stingley. Um, I think he will fall into the teens as will uh, Trent McDuffie. Kyle Hamilton interests me a lot. He was projected to be, like, a top-five pick. And then at the combine, it wasn't his best performance. He ran a slow 40, which teams obviously don't want in a safety. I still think he should be top 10. I still think he should go high. But um, we'll see who takes the flyer on him. I think he will end up at least in the top top 12, top 10 area.
1: Yeah, to me, Kyle Hamilton, he screams the Washington football, I guess the commanders, sorry. He screams (laughs) the commanders to me. I think they have a needed safety. He's clearly the best safety in the draft. Um, I think Ron Rivera will like that kind of player um, who can kind of play all over the field. Um,
0: I think are, he, I think he could be taken by the Seahawks, or he actually no the Seahawks
1: have no Jamal the Seahawks Adams. are paying Quandre Dix and Jamal Adams. Oh, a lot of money. I
0: think sorry then I think that the the Jets could snap him up too. The
1: Jets could attempt. I think that I think we actually had the Jets taking him in our last mock draft. Yeah. Um, I think with regards to the corners, the Vikings and the Ravens for me seem like they're very much in play for these corners. Derek Stingley and Trent McDuffie, I think they could both go to those two teams. Um, both of them going to be in the purple next year. Let's see. Uh, but let's get to the wide receivers Rohan, I know you think the wide receivers in this class are really interesting I do too um, I think it's not like the last few drafts we've had some clear talent at the wide receiver position we had you know Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddle last year Jerry Judy, um, Henry, Henry Ruggs uh, the, the year before that and, and CeeDee Lamb but now we have some really good receivers but not quite that like top, top echelon talent so where do you guys think these, these players will go? Right.
0: So the interesting thing that I see in this draft is that each receiver provides different things. You got Garrett Wilson, a sort of speedy uh, receiver who can go down the field. I think he had a, what was his 40 time? Was it good? It was like 4 3. Yeah. Okay. So a very good 40 time. You got Drake London, who apparently refused to run the 40, but he's a big receiver. He can go up and get, like, just catch balls. Uh, probably a great red zone threat. You got Jameson Williams coming up in torn ACL, which is really unfortunate, but arguably the fastest one out of this group. Chris Olavi, another Ohio State uh, Ohio State product, great route runner. All these receivers provide such interesting and different things. It's going to be interesting to see what teams value what. I think a lot of mock drafts have Garrett Wilson going to the Falcons at 8. I think that's a perfect fit. I think he's the probably the best do-it-all receiver, and the Falcons need a receiver, especially after losing Calvin really to suspension. Um, I think after that, I mean— the the Jets could swing on a receiver if they if they
1: feel the need to? I think the Jets and Drake London seem like a great fit together. The Jets have Elijah Moore, that kind of speedy slot kind of guy. They have Corey Davis. He's more of a deep threat. But um, Drake London gives you that, that big player Zach Wilson can bomb it down to downfield and get those big plays that they were kind of lacking last year, especially with a player like Zach Wilson. Yeah.
2: But like regardless, whichever players go at the top, I think there are so many other teams that would go. I think like New Orleans could go with a wide receiver. They got two picks in the first round. You got the Eagles, who I think they could go wide receiver as well. But then you also got teams like the Patriots and the Packers, especially the Packers. They're just so desperate for that talent at the wide receiver position. I think someone like Jahan Dodson or other – like this wide receiver class is just so deep that I think that so many teams can just, like, get in on some kind of a great wide receiver just later down, maybe even in the second round too.
0: Yeah, and I think that – um Well, you mentioned the Packers. The Packers have two first-round picks now. And I think maybe, maybe you look to see if they're going to be trading up. Uh, Some mock drafts have them taking players like Traylon Burks, like you said, Jahan Dotson, maybe Sky Moore. All good players, but are they going to try to trade up and really give – Aaron Rodgers, a solid threat. I'll, I'll than say. his later round picks.
1: Sky Moore, he's a, he's a Pittsburgh product. He went to Shadyside Side Academy years. <laughs> but I I actually I really like Sky Moore. I think he'll be a fantastic receiver. He's actually my probably my like wide receiver two in this in this class. Just basically, yeah. I think he, he's he's got really good speed. He's a great route runner. He's kind of like Garrett Wilson in that regard. I'll say this. I don't really like. I I feel that these big physical receivers, we talk about them a lot in the draft. They don't pan out as much once we get to the actual NFL, because you have to route run the NFL to get past corners with how good corners are. The last one that I can remember that's been really good is T. Higgins. You have players like J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry, who have kind of been taking the top two but haven't panned out. Yeah, Um, that's
0: that's why Drake London scares me a bit. Yeah, especially since he's not running the 40. Exactly. I do think some team will swing at him in the top 15 simply because he is seen as the second-best wide receiver. But, yeah, also, sorry, really quick side note, Jameson Williams, whoever drafts him, getting a huge steal. Exactly. He might be yeah. hurt for a bit, but once he comes back, arguably one of the fastest players in the NFL.
1: Yeah, but let's get to the thing everybody you know is wanting to hear about. Quarterbacks, obviously, are, are the interesting thing to talk about in this draft. So let's, let me first pose this question to you guys. All right, we have five quarterbacks who could possibly go in the first round. Malik Willis out of Liberty, Kenny Pickett out of the University of Pittsburgh, Uh, Desmond Ritter out of Cincinnati, Matt Corral of Ole Miss, and Sam Howell out of UNC. Are any of these quarterbacks worth trading up for? Do you think any team will trade up to, let's say, the Giants, the Jets, the Texans, the Seahawks, any of those picks? Do you think any of those teams in the back half of the draft are looking to trade up? I can think of one, and yeah, they're wearing black and gold. But um, what what do you guys think?
2: No, For some reason, I feel like I feel like Mike Tomlin is going to trade up to get Malik Willis. I feel Mike Tomlin likes him. They had a lot of great meetings. He's watched him with the general manager as well. I feel like, oh, my God, the Steelers just never do this. They never trade up. They're not aggressive. But I feel like they might make the move this year. Okay. Here's – I have I've
0: two, two, two separate realities. First is the one that should happen, which is, first of all, no one in the top five trades down. No one in the top ten should trade down. First of all, you have such – Elite product like such elite players outside of the quarterback position that you shouldn't be trading down. Like if you're the if you're the Giants, no, you stay at five and seven. You take two top ten players. But but the the, the issue with um, that unless is that, you're
1: getting unless you're getting
0: Kings Hall. Yeah, I train. mean, but
1: if you're let's say the Steelers are looking to trade up with the Giants, right? The the Giants know the Steelers are taking their hopefully their future franchise quarterback. The Giants are going to ask them for a hell of a lot. Right, it's and, and a if, defensive it's, player. if the Steelers are
0: giving it, then maybe. But that's where it comes in. The Steelers shouldn't do that. No team should be that desperate to trade up for one of these quarterbacks.
1: But let me, let me tell you this. So the last time we had a class like this with not good quarterbacks, right, was the 2017 NFL draft. We had Deshaun Watson. We had, um, who, we had Patrick Mahomes and Mitch Trubisky. Right. The, the team that traded up, they got Mitch Trubisky. But the team that took a big swing from 28, I think, or 27, something like that, to 10, was the Kansas City Chiefs who took Patrick Mahomes. I, th- I don't know. I'm feeling that we could have a real diamond in the so-called rough right now that I think Malik Willis could be that guy. I mean, and maybe this is me being a hopeful Steelers fan, <laughs> thinking that Malik Willis is going to be the next Patrick Mahomes, but sue me. Maybe he is.
0: Malik Willis could be that guy. The thing is, Patrick Mahomes had Andy Rito as head coach. Not hey, don't, everyone, don't Not Mike No, no, like okay, Mike Tomlin's a good coach, but let's, let's be real. Not, no no one can match Andy DeReed's offensive genius, and I don't know if anyone else can develop him, like the can develop Malik Willis like the Chiefs did with Patrick Mahomes, which leads me to my second reality, which is I think that teams will run on quarterbacks because that's what dumb NFL teams do. I think the Panthers are going to be dumb, and they're going to take a quarterback. They're going to take Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett. They should take Malik Willis, but because they're dumb, they might take Kenny Pickett and just be stuck in mediocrity for years. Um, another team might trade up for Malik Willis and get, get antsy, and they might trade up. Or some other team might just snap him up early. I don't know who it'll be, but someone will do it. Um, so, yeah, I could I could foresee both of those quarterbacks going in the top 10. And because of that, uh, quarterbacks like Desmond Ritter, Matt Corral, players who shouldn't be first-round talent, will be drafted in the first round in the, later, in the later. Willis has the most upside outside of that. I don't know how much
1: upside you have in these players. Kenny Pickett, I know he's a Pittsburgh guy, I love Kenny Pickett, but I'm just not sure after seeing all these quarterbacks, he needs to be in a perfect situation for it to work. And given his pedigree, I don't know if he's going to be put in that perfect situation. Okay. Um, but let's, let, me, let me ask you guys about these teams. So, you know, are we, we're pretty confident the Steelers will probably take a quarterback. Pretty high, right? I'm not confident.
0: I think the Steelers are a well-run team. And a, a well-run team this year who's sitting at 20 like the Steelers are, are going to wait, take the best available player, wait till next year to get your quarterback. Yeah,
1: um, and that's a great segue into our next segment. Obviously, draft, we're going to have a whole draft focus episode next week, and we're going to have our mock draft of trades, with trades, uh, coming out uh, later this week. But let's get into a segment I've been looking forward to for a while. We're going to predict our seven playoff teams for next year in both conferences, the AFC and the NFC. We're going to predict seeds, too, because why the hell not? It's not going to be right, but why not? We haven't told each other any of this, just so you guys know. So... All right, so let's start off with our playoff predictions. Let's just, I'm going to list out the seeds, and we're going to each tell each other what we got. So in the AFC, at the one seed, I have the Buffalo Bills taking the one seed. I agree with that.
2: I also agree all with right. that. We're all we're all lab, yeah, right, we're all in the Consensus. I don't okay. think this will
0: last long. Yeah, the Bills are one of the things that makes the most sense. Uh, I think they're the most talented and consistent team from last year. We saw how good they could be. I think they got a relatively easy schedule. They don't have to play the
1: AFC West. It's theirs to lose. All right. At the two seed in the AFC, I have the Cincinnati Bengals. Wow. I have the Baltimore Ravens. Wow. Okay. Got,
2: that's laughable, Rohan. I was I don't even have the Ravens in my top seven, but I got the Bengals wow. at number two as well. I, not, I, it, I I wait, don't have the wait, Ravens. Sorry, wait, who either. did you say, Sheree? I got the Bengals at number two. Okay, okay. all right.
0: I'm gonna spoil. I don't have the Bengals in my playoffs.
1: I don't have the Ravens in my playoffs. <laughs> I don't have the Ravens in my playoffs either. I
2: don't, know why. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't know why you would have them in your playoffs. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hear me. I think.
0: I think the Ravens are a more talented team than the than the Bengals. When you look I, at both ends of the I, ball, I, I, I think the Ravens are a better team. And and sue me, they have a better quarterback. Um, disagree oh, oh completely God. there. Joe Burrow.
1: Don't disrespect Le- Joe Tracy like that. I Le- love Joe Tracy,
0: but the- Lamar Jackson's coming back with the vengeance. The Bengals
1: have had. One of the best off-seasons ever. for I mean, not ever, but one of the best off-seasons in the league right now, and very quietly so. They've improved their offensive line, which they needed. They still have their first-round pick. They can take more offensive line or a corner there. Bengals are a very good team, and they've they have just gotten better. The Ravens, I don't know if they've gotten better this off-season. I think wide receiver is still a question mark. The offensive line is getting worse. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not too confident in the Ravens this year. I think it's especially a very competitive AFC. But what? Number three. I got the Russell Wilson-led Denver Broncos taking the three seed and winning the AFC West in their first year. Tree, um, what do you got?
2: I got the Broncos too, man. How-
1: what, great
0: minds think alike, Shree. <laughs> well, I unfortunately don't think alike. I'm going to pick the Chargers. Okay, I like it. Okay, the yeah, thing is with like the Chargers, is on paper, they're the most talented team. I don't think you can deny that. Yeah, I'd say Justin Herbert is on the same level as – Russell Wilson. Fair. I think both teams have really good wide receiver cores. Uh, The Chargers defense is incredible now. Frankly, all it comes down to is that I don't trust the Chargers, but you know what? I'm going to put my faith in them for once. I'll say they win the division and get the three seed. Although, something I do have to... I I like the fact that we all had the AFC West at the three seed because I think it shows that these teams are going to have worse records because they're beating each other. Meanwhile, like the AFC North, the Buffalo Bills, they have easier schedules. Even though they're not better teams, I think they'll come out on top because they have Easier, easier, yeah. easier
1: schedules. I, th- I think AFC West is a complete crapshoot. I have the Chargers fairly high, as you'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it's, it's – the Broncos have a really good defense now and, you know, an obviously great offense with Russell Wilson. I think it's going to work out even with a first-year head coach. Number four, AFC South. We all have the AFC South there. Of course. I have the Colts winning it. Me too. I all of Colts us have the Colts it winning it. Too. I think the Matt Ryan trade is just really big for the Colts. I think it's a great move. They didn't spend too much to get him. Um and I think that defense is going to be great, and their offense is going to be at least optimal now. Yeah, to, their, to offense,
0: their offense won't make dumb mistakes as it yeah. did before. Okay, are you guys ready to have your minds blown? The five seed is the Miami Dolphins. Oh, whoa! <laughs> okay. okay, listen, listen. So we were talking about this earlier. So the AFC West is playing the AFC South, right? Mm-hmm. Which means the AFC East and AFC North play each other. That means the Dolphins get a relatively lighter AFC North lineup and then an already relatively light AFC East besides the Buffalo Bills. I think they can beat the Bengals. I can. I think they can beat all four of those teams. And here, you here think here the Dolphins
2: out. are beating all four of those teams? Hear me here? out.
0: Listen, Tua gets so much hate. You're gonna see how how good he is with Tyreek Willie or Tyreek Tyreek Hill. Sorry, I almost messed up his name. Tyreek Hill. No, trust me. He's gonna be a game changer for this offense. This is a lethal offense. You got Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert in the backfield. You got Jalen Waddle, Cedric Wilson, um, Tyreek Hill, and Mike Kosicki as pass catchers. Then you have Tua, who's going to maximize his abilities. I-, I can assure you that. You got a great offensive mind on Mike Daniels as a coach, and your defense, which was good last year, stayed consistent. They still have David Howard. Still got Byron Jones. This is going to be a really good team, and they're going to benefit from a good schedule.
1: Yeah, I okay. I I actually I for, I completely forgot about the Dolphins, so I just changed actually my six seed. <laughs> wow. Because <okay>. um, <laughs> I, I I completely forgot about them. But my six seed. Is the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I, this was a big decision for me. I originally had the Browns here, but I think the Browns are just going to miss out um, slightly because I think the AFC North, the Steelers and the Ravens may not make it, but they're going to make it hard for the Browns to make it. Um, so I, I think the Browns are not going to make it. I think you know, the Chiefs, even without Tyreek, I think they'll be very talented. Patrick Mahomes is going to make shit happen, um, and I think that they'll be they'll be fine making the wild card. All
0: right, my sixth seed is the Denver
1: Broncos for
0: reason you guys said earlier. It's Russ. He's got a good team around him. Um, I'll give you a quick spoiler. I don't have the Chiefs in my playoffs. Okay. Um, I, it pains me to do that because the Chiefs are just so good. But we saw them last year with a slow start. I don't think they could if, – if they got another slow start this year, I don't think they're breaking out of it. They don't have the offensive talent to just fall back on anymore without Tyreek. I don't know. I, I don't think it, I don't think it's going to happen. You know,
2: I'm glad we finally disagreed, Arjun, because I have the Browns at number six. Listen, it's Deshaun Watson, it's Nick Chubb, it's Amari Cooper, it's a good offensive line. And they just extended like Denzel Ward and they have Miles Garrett. This team has been riddled with injuries all of last year. You had that Baker Mayfield drama. We don't even know what's going on with Baker Mayfield. I don't know if he's even gonna play, if he's gonna get traded. I think I just know that he's gonna he's holding out on practices. But listen, this Browns team is loaded. I feel like they're gonna come back with vengeance. You know, as a Steelers fan, it's hard to like compliment the Browns, but you gotta recognize the talent on that team. And I got them
0: at number six. I'm going to another spoiler because I think we both have the Browns out the playoffs. I think the Browns, they have a good, like you said, they have a lot of talent. Brown's
1: just going to Brown, you know? Yeah, they are the Browns. Yeah. And, like
0: Deshaun Watson's going to go to a slow start. He hasn't played in a year. I don't know. They're just going to mess up somewhere.
1: One thing about Watson, I mentioned this to Tree before we started recording today. It looks like Watson, his civil suit's only going to be litigated next spring. So spring of 2023. So the suspension for Deshaun Watson will probably not come this season, but actually the following season. So... Despite the fact that Watson will play this whole season, like Rohan said, he hasn't played in a year. It's going to be an adjustment to get integrated into this offense, as we saw with Baker Mayfield even last year with the first year in the Stefanski system. So I think it's going to be, it's going to be a struggle, and I think the Browns are going to slightly miss out. Because at the seventh seed, I got the Dolphins coming in. I think it's going to be a tight race. But like Rohan said, the AFC East has a comparatively easier schedule than the AFC North does, um, even though the Browns do have a 4th place schedule next year. Um, but I think I think the Dolphins are going to come in. I think Tyreek's a big big ad for them, and I think they've done a great job in free agency.
0: For me at seven, I can't leave out the best wide receiver in the NFL. I'm going with the Las Vegas Raiders. Ooh, I like it. I think that um, their offensive talent is also astonishing. You know, Derek Carr, I'm going with quarterbacks who have it to prove. You know, to uh, Derek Carr, I think that he will slip into the playoffs this year. Like um, I a really good offense. Uh, I think they can make it.
2: I got the Chiefs at number seven. I mean, you know, it, they're just, you can't take them out. I mean, you know, they, they lost some offensive talent. I understand that in Tyreek, but you got a pretty like, mediocre wide receiver in Juju Smith-Schuster, who, you know, he wasn't under the radar because he hadn't really gotten his opportunities as a Pittsburgh Steeler.
1: I I feel like he's going to he's gonna go for like 1,200 yards this year. I, I, I can just feel it. Well, let's get to the NFC. I think the NFC is a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, Because we know what teams are probably going to be in. And one thing to add, Every year, half the playoff teams that make it the previous year don't make it. So that's something to keep in mind, especially when we get to the NFC. Um, but at number one, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady coming back is huge. Wow. I think the Rams, I know they're loaded, but the NFC West is still a good division with the Cardinals and especially the Niners. The Buccaneers have a cakewalk of it. They The like, Buccaneers are going to win every single divisional game this year, and it's, not, it's probably not going to be that close. I know the Saints are still there, but – I just think the Buccaneers are going to win this division quite easily and coast their way in that one seed. First off, I
0: disagree. The Saints will beat them. Second, my first seed is the LA Rams. I think if anything, the Rams have an I hate to say this as a Cardinals fan, the Rams have an easier division. Like you're dealing with the Russell Wilson Seahawks, a dysfunctional Cardinals franchise like <laughs> and then um a Niners team with Trey Lance question mark. What is he doing? Is he I I think, he I think Trey's good. I think Trey's going to be good. We that's why that's why. But yeah. my point is that I think the Rams just a good team. They do have to play the AFC West, which is rough, but I think they'll come out on top.
2: Yeah, I got the Bucks at one, and I got the Rams at two, so whatever happens. No, yeah, I got, I got the Rams at two. I got the Bucks at two, so I think yeah. we're really not that far yeah. off each other.
1: Okay, number three is where things get interesting. Sherry, yes. you're going to love this. I got the Minnesota Vikings Me too. at three. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you guys have more
2: of- I, I got the Cowboys. at but I had the Vikings at four. So, like, oh, okay. I love okay. you guys. Oh, my God.
1: Okay, so I'll talk about uh, uh, – I think I speak for both of us. I think the Vikings have improved a lot this year. I think more importantly, the Packers have gotten quite worse yes. from last season. Um, the Vikings, with Kirk Cousins, with the new coach, I think Kevin O'Connell is gonna, it's a good hire for them. I think he'll maximize Kirk Cousins and just let these offensive weapons get to work. Yeah, and like, like True was talking about, I think their
0: offense has always been good. Hopefully, Dalvin Cook can be injury-free this year, but their defense got considerably better. They got Jordan Hicks from the Cardinals, Z'Darrius Smith, Patrick Peterson re This is their year, I think, and for they're in an easy division without the, with the Packers being kind of rough, so this is their chance. But explain the, explain the Cowboys at the end. I'm kind of interested in that one. Yeah,
2: I, I feel like it's just that they'll go to the playoffs, they'll go to, they'll go to the first round, and they'll lose there. I feel like it's just going to happen over and over again. They'll be okay in the regular season. And, you know, it's just a stacked offense. I don't think the defenses in that division are gonna hold back Dak Prescott on this offense. And I feel like even if the Mike McCarthy head coach like position isn't necessarily like good enough, I feel like Dak and the offense are just gonna get it done. They're gonna be successful in the division and they're gonna, you know, go to the postseason and just lose in the first round as usual. But I wanna
1: talk about the Cowboys because my number four is the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh.
0: Oh, okay. I thought I thought we just assumed it was going to be the Cowboys because no. my, my, my number four is the Cowboys. Okay, so let me explain. First, I have a couple
1: facts for you. Okay? okay, first
0: of all, Jalen Hurts for the win.
1: Yeah, okay. Jalen Hurts can get it done within this offense. I think he'll be good. But I have two facts for you, okay? The first fact, in the past decade or so, I may, may be misquoting this, but in a very long time, no division winner in the NFC East has repeated. So we're going to have someone different, history tells us. The second fact I have for you is the Cowboys have lost... Everyone this offseason. <laughs> this, off se- this offense is no longer stacked. Okay, Ezekiel Elliott, sorry, not really that good anymore. Lael Collins, gone. Amari Cooper, gone. CeeDee Lamb, who knows if he can be a wide receiver one. He's kind of disappointed relative to his draft position. And on defense, Randy Gregory, gone. Randy Gregory is gone. I don't know. Like the the Cowboys, they just seem complacent, and they're getting worse. They seem to me a lot like the Packers, which is why I have the Cowboys out of the playoffs, and I'll leave the Packers. Playoffs. I'll leave the Packers uh, up to debate, just to preserve the suspense, because I know you guys are interested okay. in that.
0: Well, the thing is with the Cowboys is, trust me, I'm, I'm you know I'm a big Jalen Hurts guy. I like Jalen Hurts. I think he's a good quarterback. But the Cowboys just have a better team overall. Still, like they just have more talent. At the end of the day, I do trust Dak Prescott more than I trust Jalen Hurts.
1: Yeah, but it's not like it's not you're you're not putting these two teams against each that's other fair, for eighteen fair. weeks. You that's know, fair. you're you're seeing. I think the Eagles they don't need Jalen Hurts to win. I think the Cowboys need Dak Prescott to win. Now, the more the more I hear your argument, the more I like it. Yeah, the more I like it. I think that I think the Eagles are going to make. They have three first round picks. They can get some good rookies who can fill in, especially a wide receiver, and make some noise. I think they're going to win this division. And I th- I think they'll they'll be okay. I don't think they're going to win a playoff game, but I think they'll make it a- into the dance. You made a very convincing argument. Shari- Trey, Who's your number four? It's the Vikings. Oh, Vikings. All right. <laughs> I'll cut this off. All right. All right 15, let's get to it. Let's get to wild our card, wild card. So my v- wild card. I think this. I think the Niners are going to be pretty good. I think Trey Lance is going to make them into the wild card race. I think the NFC West. They'll beat up on the Seahawks. They may beat up on the Cardinals. We'll see what happens with Kyler Murray. That's a big question mark. Um, but I think the Niners are just a really good team. They made it to the NFC championship to reason. And I think Trey Lance is gonna be good this year. Maybe not great, but he'll be good.
0: Alright, I have another sneaky five seed for you. New Orleans Saints. Okay, I like it. I, I think, like it. Um I think this defense was incredible last year. Their defense was crazy. They beat the they they held the uh Bucks to like low scores twice. If the, if they didn't have like they a shut them car- out once. Yeah, if yeah. they didn't have a carousel at quarterback, this was an easy, easy playoff team. I think Jameis significantly gets his team a lot better uh, when healthy. I think that you get the return of Michael Thomas, even if he's a shell of what he was before, he demands attention, which is something. Uh, hopefully, Alan Kamara's situation's worked out. If it is, then he'll be great as well. Uh, and then you d- maybe draft a receiver, and the in the draft you already have a good defense.
2: This is a, this is a team set to compete. Number five, we got the Packers, and I know. Listen, like they're they're. they're over, I feel like yeah, they've had their losses this like this off season, but. That defense is still really, really good. I mean, they had some losses in, like, Zadarius Smith, but that secondary, it kind of scares me. Like, they got a pretty good— they have pretty great corners, pretty great safeties. Uh, you know, once— I'm pretty sure the Packers are going to draft a wide receiver eventually. They're going to get Aaron Rodgers that weapon. I don't know. Aaron Rodgers is just too talented. i got to put them in
1: five. All right, I'm I'm gonna save my Packers for later because at six I got the New Orleans Saints. I think Rohan yeah, explained yeah. it pretty well. I think Jameis is gonna be good in the system. He had them five and two before the injury last year. I think the Saints will will be capable. The Bucks are there, so they're gonna knock off some some wins for the Saints. Uh, maybe they'll they'll sweep them this year. We'll see. Yeah.
0: Um, six. I got the Arizona Cardinals. Woohoo. Um, listen. Okay. First of all, I think that the Niners are not making the playoffs. I don't trust Trey Lance. I think their Debo situation. I don't trust if Kyler's gonna be on the team. We're getting there. (laughs) We're getting there. I don't trust that Debo's gonna be on the team. If he is, there could be issues. I don't know. Traylon's just too much of a question mark for me. I think we will work it out with Kyler Murray. It just has. It just has to work out, right?
1: Right. Keep telling yourself that. It has to work out. Denial is the first step. It's the first step. It's the first step. Okay. It's it's okay. We'll get there eventually. Okay. Anyways, the the thing is that the clock is ticking because they want to deal by the draft or else, he's out. Okay.
0: Hopefully it works out for us. I think that we'll we'll get to we'll come to our sentence in Simon because he's our best option. Um, things that scare me, uh, the LA Rams, uh, the, playing the entire AFC West. Yeah, those scare me. But at the same time, we kept most of our from last year. Our one big loss was, um, Chandler Jones, which is pretty large. But at the end of the day, we stayed consistent. Yeah, I would have liked, liked us to just make some bigger moves. But I think we can sneak into the sixth seed in a pretty weak NFC.
2: You know, I couldn't disagree with you any more than that, Rohan. But I got the 49ers at number six.
1: Listen,
2: that team is loaded. Devo is going to yeah, come back. I, I think Lance, you're just
1: trying to cope right now. I understand. It's okay. Let's Trey Lance then. is
2: going to show why he was
1: worth that top three pick. 49ers go in. Okay, at, at seven. At seven. At seven. I was considering putting the Detroit Lions. I'm not kidding. kidding. I was considering no putting what? the Detroit Lions. No. But I have to put the Packers. Yeah, put the Packers. I have too. I have to put the Packers. Look, Aaron Rodgers, we have a complicated relationship as we as we've as we've talked about a lot. He's still a top three quarterback in this league. He's yeah. gonna get them there. They'll make some wide receiver moves. Um they'll in the draft and they got Sammy Watkins, whatever the hell that means. Um so I mean the Whatever. the pack the Packers will be good. Matt LaFleur is good. Aaron Jones is good. David Bakhtiari is good and Aaron Rodgers yeah, is well, good.
0: Okay, you just land like good players. You wanna do that for every team? Okay, they have good players, man. <laughs> all right. No, but I agree <laughs> with you. I think I can't leave Aaron
2: Rodgers out of the playoffs. They'll like, get the seventh seed. Yeah, my at seven I got the
1: Eagles. Um okay. pretty simple. Why you guys won the Eagles, I just got them at seven, that's all. But saying. this was a really fun segment. I, I love doing this. Um, We're probably going to do this like a couple more times before the season starts. (laughs) Um, But we want to hear what you guys think. We're going to be posting all of these in in one specific graphic later on. um, And we're going to be talking about these picks after the draft to see if anything changes. I don't know if anything will change that much. But thank you guys so much for listening. It's been great being back with these guys, um, talking about all this stuff. The draft is coming up. Um, Make sure to check out our mock draft later this week. Make sure to follow our new Twitter where we're going to be talking about about the draft and draft picks live as they come next Thursday. And keep up to date with our Instagram. we we'll gonna be posting playoff teams, all different kinds of stuff, um, draft and beyond. Um, but it's been great. And, Sheree, it was a, it was a great time having you here as our number one pick. But my name is Arjun Ryan. I'm Ron Patel. I'm Shreebham Konda. And we'll see you next week on the show.